Hello and welcome to St Matt's Church. St Matt's is a warm and welcoming church situated in High Brooms on the edge of Tunbridge Wells in Kent. You can find out more about our church by visiting our website www.stmattschurch.org.uk Jesus welcomed everyone that came to him and we want to follow that example. So we extend a warm welcome to everyone, young or old, male or female, parent or child. You are welcome at St Matt's. No matter what your circumstances, we want to encourage you to join us, be that physically in the building or via our Facebook page, YouTube channel or through this podcast. You are very welcome. This autumn, we have a series of talks about finding God in the different stages of life. And today we are joined by Karen from Youth for Christ, who speaks about young people finding God and the work of Youth for Christ across Tunbridge Wales. Lord, we just pray that you would open our ears so that we may hear your voice. Open our minds so we receive your eternal wisdom. Open our spirits so that we may know your leading and your guidance. And open our hearts so that we may receive your wonderful love. Amen. Karen, just a really warm welcome. Thank you for being willing to come and spend some time with us this morning, kind of to reflect on kind of God and young people, but also just to share a bit about you for Christ. You are just so welcome. Can I pray for you? Can, is that okay? Lord, just thank you for Karen. Thank you for you for Christ and for just all they bring to young people in Tunbridge Wells. And I just really want to pray that you would just give her freedom today, that she would be able to be herself and to share what you've given her with us. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Lovely. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. Right then. Well, I hope before today that you'd heard of Youth for Christ, but you certainly have now. Uh, Youth for Christ has been operating in the town for about 12 years, but about 18 months ago, we were gifted the Youth Centre on Grosvenor Road, and I'm sure a lot of you have walked past and seen it, and I know some of you have popped in, which is lovely. I love to see people. Um, I've also been in post for about the 18 months that the Youth Centre's been open, so it's all been very exciting as we've come out of lockdown and been working there. Uh, Bertie obviously works with you guys at Unite and helps lead the team there and is growing that team and hopefully you're learning lots from him, which is great. And we're also in some of the local schools doing schools work, um, some mentoring, uh, prayer spaces in schools, prayer and reflective spaces is something I'm particularly passionate about, giving children time to just stop and to think and to learn a lot of human things that we need to do about forgiveness and thankfulness and saying sorry, but of course, as Christians, we take that a step further and we take that to our Heavenly Father. Uh, We've also done some RE lessons. Uh, Year seven last year in St. Greg's had the pleasure of us leading some very chaotic RE lessons. I don't, yeah, I'm hoping, well, we will be invited back whether we're doing RE lessons, I don't know yet. (laughs) Uh, We've done some assemblies. 
and then we put on big events for the church youth groups across the town. We do a Unite stream where everybody comes together. Uh, we've got one coming up in October out at Frank Church Unite in the Wild, which I know some of your young people are hopefully signing up for. And then we gather together every Easter for the noise which is three days of worship and service in a local community. Um, and uh, yeah, you'll be getting more, more information about that. I've got a meeting about the noise coming up. We're part of British Youth for Christ, which is a national organization, which then in turn is part of International Youth for Christ, which has got centers across the world. Um, and our mission, our national mission as British Youth for Christ is seeing young people's lives changed by Jesus. Each of the 60 or so centres across the UK are then free to act that out in their local context. And they do that through the four Ds. So the four Ds are that we demonstrate the love of God to the young people that we meet. We declare who Jesus is to them. We encourage them to make a decision to follow him. And then we disciple those young people to live their lives to the full. Our context obviously is with the youth centre, it's changing and it moves and it does. Other centres do that through online gaming. They do, there's a group that do it through sport and football. It, it's different across the whole country. But we're still walking that journey of discipleship through with them. So we're going to look this morning at this passage from Luke's Gospel and look at the four Ds that Youth for Christ have identified as mission, our work as a charity, and hopefully you'll pick out your part in that mission as well, and where you are along, and which part of these four Ds that you can connect with and work through. So picture the scene. It's early morning. Jesus is walking along Lake Galilee. I sort of try and imagine it like that, it's kind of calm and it's peaceful and the sun's just rising and it's lovely. But I suspect it's a bit more like this second slide. The boats have just come in. There's noise, there's hustle, there's bustle. There's people shouting, there's fish to sell, shouts and calls, smells, nets mended. Probably smelly bodies, smelly fish, certainly. Um, people have been working all night. Later in Luke, we're told the tax collectors are there. Levi's called as Jesus walks in that same place. So it must be a really busy place. They wouldn't hang out where they couldn't actually grab people and get their taxes off them. Jesus specifically seeks out these busy places to gather people and to talk to them and to teach them. He does often withdraw to a quiet place and it's right that we do have our quiet places to be personal with God one-on-one. -on -one. But we need to seek out these busy, busy places so we brush alongside other people that we find other people to talk to. So I wonder where that busy place is for you. Where do you go where people need to hear about Jesus? It could be where you work. It could be at the school gates could be in the dentists, it could be anywhere. Maybe you come and help with the youth group. Maybe when you're with your family, maybe not all of your family members know how much God loves them. And Jesus begins to teach and people start to gather. 
He's obviously a really compelling teacher because these guys are busy doing their daily shops and getting things sorted and trying to sort things out ready for the next night's fishing and everything. And there's too many people. He's starting to run out of dry ground. And Luke tells us that he borrows Simon's boat. Now, it seems in certain translations, as you look, it seems that Jesus knows Simon already. And actually, if we cheat and we turn back a page in Luke to Luke 4, 38, Jesus actually enters Simon's house and he heals his mother-in-law. So he already knows Simon. The commentators that I've read preparing today, some of them actually put the three accounts from Matthew, Mark and Luke together as a sort of timeline. And they suggest that actually Simon and his fellow fishermen follow Jesus for a little while, come and have a bit of teaching, and then go back to their fishing. And then Jesus says, actually, I need you again, guys. Let's, let's go and do some stuff together again. And then they go back fishing. And then it's this time where they really commit and leave everything. So it's possible that Jesus has been around, and they know Jesus, and they're getting to know him and he's healed his mother-in-law, which is a pretty wow moment. But Simon's still gone back to the day job, gone back to fishing. It's often the way where we're early Christians, I think, that, and it's very true of the young people that we meet. They can be really enthusiastic one day. Oh yeah, tell me about Jesus, tell me about this story. And other days they come, it's like, meh, nah, Xbox, thanks, that's all I want to do. You can rise and fall and rise and fall. And as you build your relationship with Jesus, I think the rises and the falls even out a little bit. They never go, do they? But they even out a little bit. So at Youth for Christ, we try and demonstrate the love of God to them. The same way, I mean, we can't do it quite the same way as Jesus does. We pray for them, obviously, and we do see all kinds of things happening. And miracles do still happen. But we do it a bit more mundanely. We let them eat cake. We let them play on the Xbox. But it's interesting, just having free homemade cake in the youth centre provokes questions. Why are you doing this? Why is it free? Why for us? Did you make this cake? No, someone from a church in Tunbridge Wells made it. Well, why did they make it? Because they want to show you that God loves you, that you're special, that you're important. And suddenly your conversation opens up. We can take time in the youth centre to encourage them. We can listen to them. We can support them and provide for them. We provide toast now because we realised so many young people were coming in having not had lunch. They had to see a teacher or their queue was too long or mum hadn't topped up their card, whatever. But they're starving hungry. They're growing. They eat a lot. And through building that relationship, through those simple acts of showing them God's love for them, we can move them on to conversations about Jesus and share the gospel with them. So Jesus has previously shown the love of God to Simon, so borrowing the boat's clearly not an issue. And it lets Jesus carry on teaching. I think he probably ends up using the shoreline as a bit of an amphitheatre. I guess it sort of maybe curves around a little bit and he steps out almost like he's on a stage, can talk to people better. Luke implies that by now Simon's finished cleaning the net or he's given up cleaning his dirty nets. He's caught nothing all night. It's just full of sand and sludge and grot and oh, I'll sit in the boat and I'll listen to Jesus. We don't know what Jesus teaches. It's not recorded at all. 
Maybe it's about the kingdom of God. Maybe it's a parable. We honestly don't know. But Youth for Christ, we try our best to declare who Jesus is to the young people. Sometimes they're not ready to listen, but sometimes they're really open to hearing it. We've got a wonderful shop front um, on Grosvenor Road, so we use the window to declare to people walking up and down, and that declares to the children that aren't coming in um, who Jesus is. We did a great one for Christmas with the uh, nativity on one side and a few reindeer and Santa Clauses on the other. Uh, we've had remembrance windows, we've had streets of light, we've had Easter windows. We did an Easter experience for them in the youth centre where um, Bertie actually set up a tent to make it look like an empty tomb and they were encouraged to just go and sit and there were verses inside about the resurrection um, and about God's promises for us if we follow him and it's just time for them to just think. Maybe you do have an opportunity to share your faith in the everyday. Jesus here in the middle of a fish market. Maybe you do talk to your colleagues at church, um, in work. Do they know you even come to church? It's a real challenge sometimes. But as um, I think it was Jess shared with us, actually, if you just go for it, it's quite surprising how open people can be. It's taking that step. When we go into schools, we set up prayer and reflective spaces on the themes of forgiveness, thankfulness, friendship, peace. We did one um, heading up to last Christmas about what makes you go wow. And the kids planted tiny little crocus bulbs. Well, they're not very exciting, are they? Just small little brown shriveled up things. But actually come the spring, that amazing burst of colour. What makes you go wow? And then we link them to the Bible themes. So that link was the angels coming to the shepherds. Really? To us? Wow. And you can then pass conversations on. And those wow things and those wow moments can help us get to a point where we actually are confronted with needing to make a decision either for ourselves or it gets a young person or an adult to that point where I've got to make a decision about this. Is Jesus for real? For me? Or what are they going on about? Where do I stand? And this point of decision comes for Simon and his um, fellow fishermen as well. Jesus makes a bit of a bonkers suggestion, really. It's broad daylight now. I want you to go out deeper, where the sun's on the water, deep out. You're tired, you're hungry, you probably ate quite a lot, you've given up all night, you're tired, you've got a half clean nets, can you really let them down again? But actually go for it. Well, Peter being, or Simon being him, he says, nah, don't be daft. We fished all night. We're not going to catch anything now. But something makes him think, actually, because you've told me, Jesus, I'll do it. And because he's seen some of Jesus and he's heard about Jesus and he's heard what Jesus has to say and he's starting to get glimpses, something stops him from telling a carpenter to mind his own business and a fisherman knows better and actually goes, yeah, maybe Jesus, you do know better. Okay, we'll give it a try. So they do. They do this crazy thing. They go fishing in the middle of the day in the deep water and they gather so many fish that the nets start to break. This wow moment leads Peter to making a life-changing decision. I'm all in. I'm totally committed. 
and he actually has that moment of awe and fear that I think everybody gets to a certain point where they make that first decision. Actually, Jesus, do you really want me? I'm pretty broken. I'm pretty rubbish. I'm not great. You're great. You're awesome and amazing. I don't think you really want me, do you? And this point where he sees for what he really is, Jesus just blesses him with that don't be afraid and just gives him that wonderful peace. It's really interesting, isn't it, that this time when he sees Jesus for that very first time in his full glory, having produced this amazing miracle, Peter's response is just, just go away. You're just too holy. You're too amazing. I can't possibly, you can't possibly need me. The next time we see Jesus with a miraculous catch of fish is in John's gospel. It's after the resurrection. They've gone back to their fishing while they're a bit mm, not quite sure what we're doing next. And Jesus walks on the shore and says, put your nets on the other side, guys. You'll, you'll do better that side. And they do. And they have this miraculous catch of fish. Now, this time, Peter recognizes Jesus for who he is. And he wants to be close to him. He dives into the water. He gets to the shore as fast as he possibly can. He wants to be with Jesus. He's actually screwed his life up more than ever because he's denied knowing Jesus at this point, right at the point of Jesus' death. He can't be in a very good place, I wouldn't think. But he knows he needs to be with Jesus. And once we've made that decision and the Holy Spirit comes into us, we want more and more. And it's really interesting that we found that in the youth centre as well. We have a young person who started coming to us who we then got involved. He really loves music. So we took him to Unite in Live last uh, February. We had Chip Kendall come. It was an awesome evening of really loud, amazing, jumping around everywhere music. The youth workers that had got their Fitbits on had all been told they'd done an aerobics class by the end of it. It was bonkers. But this young lad actually got that wow moment at Unite Live and he committed his life to Jesus that night along with 10 other young people. And then he's come back to the centre. We've got some uh, tablets that we've downloaded Christian computer games onto. You can't get him off them. He just wants to play the Jesus games. And when he's played all the Jesus games, he jumps onto the Play Store and he downloads more. Can I download this one? It's about Jesus. Can I play that one? It's about Jesus. He plays them over and over. He cannot get enough of Jesus. Sometimes it's quieter. Sometimes we set up, when we set up prayer spaces, we give them chunks of cardboard just ripped off and we say, if God exists, what would you ask him? And sometimes you get some funny suggestions and you go, mm, okay. But sometimes it really reaches into them deeply and they get that wow moment and that glimpse. So Jesus now knows that Peter is all in following me really will mean it. He is going to be a disciple of Jesus for the rest of his life. He learns from him over the next three years and then starts building God's church with the other disciples after Pentecost. And at Youth for Christ, we know that that decision needs to be supported with some teaching. Jesus takes three years to teach those disciples. It takes longer, I think, without Jesus right next door to you physically present. So we try and link these new Christians 
into their local churches. And that's why we're so keen to link with the local churches to put on the Unite streams and the noise to support youth groups across the town. And we're hoping that that work will start to build back again as youth groups build back after COVID. And we do the large scale events as well where they can come together and they can realize they're not the only Christian in their school. It's quite surprising sometimes when you go to one, one church all the time and there's no other from your school there, you suddenly come across the town and go, oh, I didn't know you were. And that can be really encouraging. So maybe from this passage, the first question for us this morning is, are you all in? Have you had a wow moment? Have you recognized Jesus for who he is? Maybe speak to somebody if you're not sure. Find somebody afterwards that would pray with you. Jesus calls us all to be full-time, all-in, totally committed disciples. It takes some people a long time to reach that point, and that's okay. Keep coming to church. Keep listening to God's voice. Keep reading your Bible. Jesus will step in and will show you who he is. But if you are all-in, how deep are you in? Not all are called into recognised ministry roles up front. I spent 20 years working in the NHS and private healthcare. And I was doing my best to be an all-in disciple for Jesus in that situation. I was open with my colleagues that I was at church, that I did stuff at church. I would tell them what we had coming up. I would speak to them as much as I could in that situation about Jesus' love for them. I was also volunteering at church and doing other bits and youth groups and all kinds of other stuff that then came together and God did call me into a full-time ministry role up front with Youth for Christ. But some of us are called to be disciples in our workplaces, in our families, at the school gates. And then Jesus asked Peter to go deeper that morning when he'd been up all night when he was tired and hungry. So um, I think that rules out the, oh, I've worked all week and I can't possibly do any more type of excuse, does it? God uses his strength through our weakness so that the glory goes to God. And Peter realized that because you say so, because you are with us, we'll do it. We'll go back out in the boat when it doesn't seem worth it. And wow, so much fish. There's some really interesting um, work come out from Youthscape, which is another youth organization supporting um, Christian ministry across the country. They asked uh, new young people coming into church, why did you come? They said, because my friend invited me to youth group. So that invitation, that being a disciple in their school place, in their street, wherever they meet the scout group, come, come to church. It's similar with mums and toddlers with dad's groups, with senior groups, make friends, draw alongside people in those busy places so that they see God's love in you, they feel God's love, they start to hear about God, it draws them in. And where are young people in their journey with Jesus? Well, you probably gathered there are all four points. They're just, wow, you make cake for us. Okay, that's odd, but okay, happy with that. They move on to being interested in Jesus, taking part in the craft that we do, asking questions. Some have recently made decisions. Some are faithful, solid believers 
and have been Christians for a long time. Do speak to uh, Chris about church groups that need support, that need that uh, extra people helping them. If you need something else, if God's calling you into something else more than you're doing already. Um, and it, unashamedly, I'm going to promote Youth for Christ and what we need. <laughs> I have been allowed to. It's fine. So we really, really need some more volunteers in the youth centre. It's gone absolutely bonkers this term. We were having probably sort of eight, nine regulars most evenings last year. We're probably up to about 12 to 15 regulars each night now, plus groups that are coming in and exploring and just having a, mm, is the cake really free and what else have you got and then disappearing off. But we're going to build relationship with them. It's getting busy. And I don't want it to be crowd control in there. I want it to be personal and individual and time to sit with them. So we need a lot of adults in there. It's going to be high ratios. Um, it's afternoons after school. So we're open from about 3.30 through to just gone five. If that's not for you, please, can we have some more cakes? <laughs> they cannot eat enough cake. It's unreal. I can't believe how much they are going through. So if you can bake and drop it off, that would be absolutely amazing. We have a freezer. So if everybody bakes on one week, we can freeze it and eke it out. That's fine. But um, yeah, it's a crazy amount. But it does draw them in. We're also supporting um, youth volunteer workers. God, that came out the wrong way, didn't it? Volunteer youth workers, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so if you volunteer here helping with Ignite, we're running a course coming up starting a week tomorrow um, to do some training, to think about where young people are at, how we can support them, how we can run really quality youth groups for them these days. You can bring your young people to Unite, to the noise. You can pray for our young people. We have a WhatsApp group that actually are ready to pray while we've got the youth centre open. I've got some forms if that would be something that would interest you. Occasionally stuff comes up. We had a, a person the other evening who um, chatted with me. I said, how's your day been? She said, well, I've survived it. I was like, oh, do you want to talk? Something just said, this isn't time to make a joke. Oh, well, tomorrow's another day. Do you need to talk? She then spent an hour pouring her life out to me. And I was on the WhatsApp going, this girl needs prayer, big time. Um, so that's really important background there, to have some prayer. British Youth for Christ is our national organisation, produce uh, resources for church youth groups, which you can have access to through us. They do um, age groups from 7 to 25 for churched and unchurched. So whatever group you feel called to run, there'll be a resource for you. And please do get in touch. Come and talk to me afterwards if you are interested in supporting us in any way. So where is your busy place? Where do you meet people? Where can you demonstrate God's love? Where can you declare who God is? Encourage those around you to make a decision and then disciple them. Maybe you need to go out deeper. Maybe Jesus has been nagging at you for a little while and you just need to take that step. But it will lead to wow moments, I promise. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word 
Thank you that you tell us in your word that you are with us as we walk together with you. We know, Lord, that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. So we ask this morning that you fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you inspire us and you lead us into deeper waters to fish for you. Amen. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and found it useful. Don't forget you can find out more about St Matt's Church on our website www.stmattschurch.org.uk Our Sunday morning services are streamed live on our Facebook page and also on YouTube at 10am every Sunday. You can find our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash We look forward to welcoming you to one of our services or podcasts soon. children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you 
I'm behind you, I'm beside you, all around you, I'm within you, He is with you, He is with you, in the morning, in the evening, and you're coming, and you're going, and you're weeping, and rejoicing, He is for you, He is for you, ah. Oh.